I'm Kathleen Anderson, part skeptic, part believer, and your host of The Eclipse. Welcome to my podcast, where I dive into the unknown, seeking truth and hope with a healthy dose of skepticism and humor. Hello, hello, and welcome back. That's right, your friendly skeptic and her amazing husband are back to bring you The Eclipse. We had to take a very long break due to some family shenanigans, which is like a podcast in and of itself, but not nearly as interesting as what we talk about on the eclipse. But anyway, we are happy to report that life has finally settled down, so to speak, at least for us. And we are excited to be back doing the eclipse. For those of you who missed us, we have republished all our old episodes on Spotify. And here is some really exciting news. We are also now on iTunes. So be sure to check us out on either platform and remember to follow us. If Spotify and iTunes aren't your jam, you can catch every episode on my Substack titled The Sweet Struggle. Be sure to subscribe to the Substack to receive notifications of new episodes. So without further ado... (laughs) Let's start the very long-anticipated episode 24. Like I mentioned before, we re-released our old episodes on Spotify and iTunes earlier this year, and I was quite amazed at the amount of people who reached out to me about the Dulce Bass episode, which, if my memory serves me correctly, is like episode two. It's one of the first episodes we ever did. As a quick refresh, in case you don't want to go ahead and listen to episode two, which I highly encourage you to do, (laughs) Dulce Base is the alleged super secret underground military base in Dulce, New Mexico. Here's the twist. Because let's be honest, like a super secret underground military base isn't really all that exciting, given the fact that There are tons of super secret military bases all over the country and probably the world. The twist is this base allegedly is a cooperative venture with alien civilizations to include the greys and the infamous lizard aliens, which I think is really fantastic. I just imagine they look a lot like whatever the lizard family that you could be in this video game I used to play called Oblivion. It's like the only role-playing game I liked. And I always played the lizard people because I thought it was funny. Anyway, rumor has it quite terrible and horrific things happen in this facility to include, and this is super gross, genetic mutation experiments on humans, animals, and aliens. There was even, according to rumors, a battle that took place between the aliens and U.S. military personnel that some argue still wages to this day. Think about that. There are people that believe that there is a war raging since, I uh, I think it's like the 70s, in an underground base in New Mexico between aliens and humans. Just let that sink in for a minute. (laughs) So the base is supposedly comprised of seven different subterranean levels that deal with projects to create human-animal hybrids and human-alien hybrids, which... Like, if you really kind of think about it and you start paying attention, there are some people out there that kind of look like they could be a little lizardy. They have some lizardy features. So, <laughs> I'm so mean. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, people that kind of look like newts. Are newts lizards? I think so. 
well, they're certainly weird. And if I was an alien and I was like, hmm, I wonder if I can merge DNA, I think I would pick newts and humans to do it with. But anyway, naturally, there is also dabbling in advanced technology and, of course, the aforementioned alien wars that took the lives of, according to rumors, 60 humans. So the base, or the, the story of the base really gained traction in the 1970s, which is when everything was really kind of interesting. <laughs> when New Mexico State Police Trooper Gabe Valdez described cattle mutilations he had seen in the area. And so keep in mind that cattle mutilations are a real thing. I mean, that's it's been reported. I don't really, I mean, I haven't really seen a whole lot of it recently, but cattle mutilations aren't a not thing. The The question is, is what, what or who and why are these cattle mutilations happening? So what Trooper Valdez said was that, quote, and I'm quoting it, let me read it. The evidence that was left there, you know, predators don't leave gas masks, glow sticks, radar chaff. They don't leave that stuff. So what he's getting at with that is when he talks about predators, it's that like this mauled cow, these mauled cows are not being just like eaten up by predators, like coyotes or whatever, wolves, in the New Mexico desert, because coyotes and wolves and things like that don't wear gas masks, which he found there. They don't typically need to use glow sticks to make sure that they know where they're at. Um, and obviously radar. Now, I, I'm a little like, I'm like, obviously, I would think if if this is what, what he claims, if it's true, the gas masks and the glow sticks had to have been from humans, because I like, I find it hard to believe that like aliens would need the gas masks or aliens would need glow sticks. I feel like they would probably have advanced, like much more advanced technology than that. And then my next question would be, why would you need a gas mask out there with the cow? I guess I, I'm curious why that why that would be necessary. So he also spoke about sophisticated black silent spacecraft he had seen in the area and the super gross detail this is so disgusting about how one time he found within one of the mutilated cows a this is so gross a human monkey frog fetus so this kind of like ties back into the rumors right that dulce base is a cooperative where aliens and the u.s military are doing various horrific genetic DNA experiments on humans and animals, right? Pretty gross. Now, fast forward, and there's other there's other tidbits, but years later, in 1990, a former former pilot and son of Learjet inventor John Lear. So keep in mind, this is an individual whose father would have been very well versed and probably uh, very connected with DC. Said that he received quote unquote four independent confirmations that the base in Dulce is, in fact, real. So let's get to why I'm doing a follow-up episode on this. Why did I decide this rather fantastical-sounding claim of an underground alien military base in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, deserved a follow-up episode? So I'll tell you, after we re-released the you know episodes 1 through 23, the episode that got the most attention was the Dulce Base one. In fact, I received countless, well, I shouldn't say countless, I could actually count them. (laughs) 
But I would say, if I'm going through my head here, a little over a dozen individuals that reached out to me. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot when you think about the scope of this podcast, right? Like, I am not Russell Brand over here. I am not Joe Rogan pulling in those numbers. So anyway, I had about a dozen people reach out to me with interesting information. And these individuals were claimed and are claimed insiders, whether they're insiders because of previous government work, contract work, military, what have you. Obviously, like it always is, they all want to remain anonymous. But they told me that there are some, one of the main things that they told me was that there are defense contractor companies hiring like top for top secret positions with vague duty titles for the Dulce, New Mexico area in like the six digit range. So make it over six digits. Lots of like scientists, biologists, things like that. Now they couldn't, like it always is, couldn't provide me any real evidence. It's just hearsay. And honestly, I couldn't find anything on it perusing job sites. But I'll be honest, like you're not going to find those kinds of jobs on like Indeed or LinkedIn. (laughs) I just wouldn't think so. So that's pretty interesting. And the reason why I say it's interesting is because it is somewhat plausible. So as somebody who worked in the United States military for 20 years, I can tell you that both within the military and within like the civilian contractor sector, there are jobs at locations that are not, you know, known to the public that are solicited for through other channels that aren't going to be open to the general public. So is it possible that this, that there could be solicitations for high paying science scientist jobs or STEM, you know, jobs for the United States government via defense contractors in the middle of nowhere, New Mexico, making big bucks. Yeah, it's totally possible. So still other insiders reached out to me to claim that there's been an increase in SAP funding allocated for programs in the Dulce, New Mexico area. Although again, no actual proof was given to me. And of course, all of these insiders refuse to go on the record. And as somebody who, during my daytime, I am a journalist, I respect the right of people not willing to go on the record. So if you're unfamiliar, SAP funding is, it's special access program funding. This is a real thing. Essentially, these are funds meant for programs that are related to the highest and most critical level of national security with like a need to know vibe. So... It could be a program that's established by the director of national intelligence that's need to know, and he might say the secretary of state doesn't need to know. Um, So these are pretty pretty high-level programs. This is not a made-up thing. In fact, I worked on some SAP funding when I was in the service, and you can find reference to SAP funding in this year's National Defense Authorization Act. You can literally Google it and find some of it. Although all I could find was some funds allocated to a National Guard base in Arkansas. And of course, like highly reported information about the releasing information about the unidentified anomaly, uh, anomalous phenomenon task force. So again, though, this kind of funding tends to not be so publicly easy to find. So just because I couldn't find, I couldn't put in a Google, find the National Defense Authorization Act and put in a search for SAP and I didn't find like Dulce, New Mexico, $3 billion, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. So a lot of times this kind of funding is either vaguely referenced in public documentation 
or it's kind of buried a little bit, even in the non-public information. So I found that interesting. Again, because it is possible. This is something that was is within the realm of possibility. So besides the above, you know, or what I recently just talked about, besides those two things, the the you know solicitation for high paying defense contractor top secret stem jobs and the alleged increase in sap funding for dulce new mexico other interesting nuggets came through that folks reached out to me to tell to tell me to include an interview with a jeffrey epstein survivor juliet bryant so if you live under a rock and you have no concept of who Jeffrey Epstein is. Jeffrey Epstein is the guy who didn't kill himself. <laughs> all joking aside. So Jeffrey Epstein is, he's the one that was involved in all of the, like, basically human trafficking of young girls and selling them to rich and famous people. Allegedly former presidents, you know, major CEOs and people in all sorts of industry. Big deal. He died under some precarious circumstances. Again, could in fact, you know what? I think I'll do an Epstein episode because there are conspiracy theories that surround Epstein himself. In fact, mark it. I'm doing it. Stay tuned. There'll be a Jeffrey Epstein episode. But anyway, for this episode, if you don't know who he is because you live under a rock, Jeffrey Epstein, dead guy, used to be alive, super duper rich, you know, got these young girls, many of which underage, and sold them into sex slavery to, allegedly, to other rich people. So anyway, this survivor, Juliet Bryant, said that while she was at Jeffrey Epstein's Zorro Ranch, which is in New Mexico, and honestly not that far from Dulce, like you could drive there in a day, she witnessed Jeffrey Epstein turn into what she called, I shouldn't laugh because... She's a, she's a victim, and there, there can be a lot of things that are associated with it. But just to say this is kind of, it's just so astounding. She witnessed him turn into a quote-unquote dragon-like alien. So, yes, that sounds pretty, pretty astounding. Now, there's a couple things that could be related to this. So, Miss Bryant... Perhaps she was under the influence of some sort of drug. It is commonly known that human traffickers uh, will keep their victims in kind of a drug, you know, stupor. Um, It makes it much harder to fight back. It makes it harder to run away. It makes it harder to recall things. Now, she claims that she wasn't, that she was completely within her faculties. Okay. Now, there's also... You know, the you got to take into account that to be a victim of this, of, of this, of these heinous crimes that Jeffrey Epstein was doing and, and just this awful violation of one's body and soul, it, it could play tricks on your mind. I could see that being a possibility. But let's say that that none of that happened. That's kind of interesting because if you think back to the Dulce base experiments, they talk about you know, how allegedly we're cooperating with aliens to include the lizard aliens to do like human alien DNA experiments. So a dragon kind of looks like a lizard, right? Now, here's the other thing that's weird. So there are claims that underneath Zora Ranch, there are tunnels. 
So this is really interesting for many reasons. One, due to the proximity to Dulce Base. So who knows? Maybe these tunnels from Zorro Ranch linked to Dulce Base. And there's also, and I just really enjoy (laughs) this group because it's just oodles of fun. The Church of Scientology is pretty close to that area. And I think it's the Center for Science and Technology. The church is the church's center of science and technology. So it kind of makes you wonder, like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. Tunnels are not something that's new when it comes to the the Jeffrey Epstein world uh, and his whatever island that he owned. There are tunnels underneath. So I think it is completely reasonable to believe that there are tunnels underneath Zora Ranch. I think it's reasonable to expect that Miss Bryant saw something. And I think it's awfully interesting, the proximity. So let's talk about some other things that I came across. So, you know, one of the, I can't remember his name, but there was an individual who claimed that he worked on the construction of Dulce Base and that he bore witness to this battle or whatever that killed 60 humans. Now, whether you believe that or not, just thinking about building a base in a mountain underground, it would require like explosions, right? And lots of maybe like weird equipment and things like that. Well, in 1967, the United States Atomic Energy Commission was in the middle of what was called Project Gas Buggy. This is a real thing. So Project Gas Buggy were... According to the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, were these underground nuclear detonations that were taking place in Dulce. Now, could that have been a cover-up for construction of a base? I mean, certainly could have been. Then when you fast forward to today and you think about like with the UAP testimonies, particularly David Grush, who I'll probably do my own episode on him, his, you know, former intelligence officer seems to be, you know, very credible, claims that the United States government has been taking part in UAP, UAP crash retrieval and reverse engineering programs, and then specifically mentions that there are locations in the United States that have alien biologics. It kind of makes you wonder, like, hmm, could, could there be a little bit more to the Dulce Base thing? When I first was kind of poking around Dulce Base. It all sounded pretty fantastic to me. Um, I think anytime you have, you know, an area that isn't highly populated in the desert and if something strange happens, it's very easy to kind of pin it on like a government conspiracy, particularly aliens, because that's just kind of the vibe. And because honestly, like if if anybody, if you know anything about secret military bases, of which they do exist, they do tend to be out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. But I I really didn't quite buy the whole, you know, experiments on humans and merging DNA and and being cooperative with anybody, uh, particularly aliens. But I don't know. I think, you know... If, if you ask what my thoughts are on this, I think it is possible that something hinky either 
was or still is going on maybe in the Dulce, New Mexico area. And it probably has to deal with the military. And it probably has to deal with some weird science shit. (laughs) Which is not something the military is, you know, known to not do. It's not like the United States military and intelligence community hasn't dabbled in weird science shit. You know, you could... All the time. It doesn't have to be aliens for it to be weird. Do I think that we have a cooperative with uh, with aliens? I don't know. Who knows? There's so many questions that are kind of exciting. It, was Jeffrey Epstein an alien? Or was Jeffrey Epstein like the product of the alien experiments with the humans? And what was the point of doing that? What's the point of cooperating with them? Is it a deal? Is it like, hey, don't blow us to Timbuktu and we'll let you experiment on our people? (laughs) I I mean, maybe like our government does all sorts of things that they shouldn't do. And to be fair, it's not just the United States government that does like sometimes shitty things to their citizens. I mean, historically, absolute power corrupts absolutely. So, I mean, maybe. I think that's really gross, but who knows? I don't know. It's an interesting thought process. It's also interesting to think like, okay, so let's say it's a cooperative with humans and and is it a cooperative with humans or is it just the United States of America? Because that seems kind of weird. But then it's also with alien greys and the lizard aliens. So that's kind of interesting. Like, so do the lizard people and the greys get along? Or do they generally not get along? Is this Is this kind of like the International Space Station, where <laughs> sometimes you might have Americans and Russians together up there. It's interesting to think about, I guess. I definitely think we're going to end up having to do some follow-ups. I would love to know what you think. I, I'm still skeptical. I don't think that everything that's out there is accurate, but I am starting to believe that there might be something to it. And I will tell you that I do have on my list a trip to Dulce, New Mexico. I just got to figure out when to do it. So... Please be sure to follow us on Spotify and subscribe to my Substack, The Sweet Struggle, where I have all of our episodes. We no longer have a podcast-specific social media accounts, but you can follow me personally on Twitter at at MohawkModerate. I'm also on Instagram at MohawkConservative. And you can also find me on LinkedIn uh, under my name, Kathleen Anderson. I'm not sure if we'll do like a... The Eclipse social media, like its own social media again, maybe. Uh, but for right now, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it, you know, keep it to me. Thank you again for listening, and please take the time to follow me on Substack, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. I am currently no longer on Facebook. Maybe I'll return. I don't know. It is my least favorite social media platform, but it is a necessary evil. But for right now, you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. My name is Kathleen Anderson, and I am so excited to be back with you on The Eclipse.